This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. Welcome to episode four of Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. This is Dr. Kara Shepard. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for bearing with me as I'm learning how to make a podcast. A couple things before I get going here with the content. I was just listening to uh, the podcast on Stitcher today to make sure everything sounded okay. And I realized that some of the audio levels were a little bit funky on episode one. So I'm going to see if I can re-upload that episode and make it a little bit easier to listen to. My apologies there. And also I was chatting with a good friend who's been listening to the podcast and she let me know that I'm out of date with my uh, Apple branding and iTunes is no longer iTunes for podcasts. It's now Apple Podcasts. So if you've been listening on Apple Podcasts, thank you. And if you if that is your podcast player of choice, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm also on Stitcher right now. And if you have a different podcast platform that you'd like to see me on, please let me know. Uh, also, anytime you have any questions, comments, suggestions about topics you'd like to hear about pertaining to goat health, goat husbandry, goat medicine, please hit me up. Uh, email is great, goatdoccara at gmail.com. That's G-O-A-T-D-O-C-C-A-R-A at gmail.com. And the website is goatdoc.com. So I'm going to get into episode four here. Um, I had a couple of rescheduled appointments today, so I had a little bit of time, and hopefully I'm going to get some information out here. Episode four is called Signalment. Uh, So that, and also could be subtitled, What You Need to Tell Me on the Phone. Signalment is a veterinary term that I guess I guess humans don't do this because when I or human doctors don't do this because when I looked it up on Google, it specified that it's a a common terminology used in veterinary medicine. So signalment is the species of animal and or the breed, the animal's age and sex. So this is the first thing, the most basic information that helps me help you with your animal. Uh, so signalment, age, breed, sex, uh, that sounds something like three month old alpine weather or six year old Nubian doe, uh, in the small animal hospital, it might sound something like five year old neutered Labrador. Um, all of these things, uh, when they're, when cases are presented to us as veterinarians, signalment helps us as doctors immediately start to think about the case and narrow down what could be going on with that animal. Helps us paint a picture of the animal in our head before we even see it. It's almost even more applicable to ambulatory medicine. So ambulatory is like me being in the truck and coming to you. Um, If you tell me I have a two-year-old son in buck, I 
have an idea of what I'm going to see when I'm on the way, which is very helpful because I'm driving however far in the truck. And believe it or not, I'm actually thinking about veterinary medicine like almost all the time. It's kind of sad sometimes, maybe. But uh, so signalman, age, breed, and sex. That is the leading information that you should start with when I'm having a phone conversation about your animal. Um, It's also helpful in the case of food animals and dairy animals in particular, um, because a lot of times these animals are in varying states of uh, pregnancy or lactation. Adding information about pregnancy and lactation status to signalment can be helpful. So that might sound something like, Missy is a four-year-old, third freshening, Oberhalsi dough, 90 days in milk. Right there, and probably as you're listening too, if you're a goat person, you can kind of picture what that goat Missy looks like. She's a mature doe. She's had several kiddings. This is her third freshening. She's at like pretty solid lactation right now in her lactation curve. Um, I can't emphasize how helpful this is. It sets the stage. It gives me a picture of my patient before I even lay eyes on it. Uh, You can think about... uh, Medical TV shows, if you've ever watched medical TV shows, like I'm a big fan of Grey's Anatomy. And (laughs) uh, if you think about like when the interns are rounding and presenting their cases, they'll always say like, Mr. Smith is a 44-year-old who's here for splenic surgery or whatever they do in human medicine. I have no idea. All species but one. So that's the kind of idea that you're presenting the case and painting a picture of what the animal looks like. So pick up the phone. I ask you what's going on. Tell me about the patient. Signalman. Uh, The next thing that is the next most useful thing to do is tell me what is the primary concern, especially if it's an emergency, what is the primary concern or problem, and when did it start? So that should really be the next thing that is out of your mouth. This is Norman is a three-month-old Nubian weather, and he has had runny stool for three days. The primary concern for Norman is that he has had runny stool, and it started three days ago. So these are all short, whoops, short and succinct statements. Uh, I don't need to know a whole lot more than that. I need to know the big reason that you picked up the phone and called me. And again, especially uh, in emergent situations, the primary concern is needs to be imparted to me quickly because I need to assess in my head, is this really an emergency? Because... If it's the middle of the night and I'm heading out there, it's better to do that sooner than later. Some statements of the primary problem would be something like one or two words, diarrhea, dystocia, acutely down. If it's a sentence, it would sound something like she has had diarrhea for two days, or she has been in active labor for 45 minutes with no progress, or he has been standing and yelling off and on for the past few hours. It's the primary problem and how long it's been going on. So presenting the case, signalment, and problem. 
Those two things can be lumped together in a single statement. That would paint the picture of the animal and tell me what the problem is. Those sound something like, Maggie is a three-year-old second freshening alpine doe who is seven days in milk and has been down in production with decreased appetite for the last three days. Or this also could be applied to a group of animals too, such as something like, I have a group of 12 Oberhausi kids aged three to five months old who have developed diarrhea over the past 24 hours and are depressed with decreased appetites. Hopefully some of these examples are helpful. Um, It tells me what's going on with your animal, gets me vital information quickly, and I can start to narrow down causes for the problem. The next thing that is super helpful for me to have as information and what you can tell me over the phone, uh, and I will be very, very happy if you do this before you call me, is to get the animal's TPR. So that's temperature, pulse, and respiration rate. Of those three things, temperature is probably the most clinically significant, so the most important to me to know about. Uh, You should, if you have livestock... You really should have just a thermometer. You can have a glass thermometer. You can have a digital thermometer. There's nothing special about the thermometer. You can get it at the drugstore. You can get it at the grocery store. You can get it at your, like, wherever you order your livestock stuff online. Uh, Normal goat temperature is about 100 to 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Variation is somewhat okay, in that range, however. Um, Every animal runs a little bit differently. Some animals may be in the upper 102 range. Some animals may be lower. Also need to think about the environment that the goat is in. And like my, my does, sometimes they like to go out in the sun and cook their brains. And it especially seems like the ones with the black coats like to do that. So if they're outside cooking their brains in the July sun, And I don't know why they do this, but they'll go out there and they have plenty of shade. They can go in the barn, they can get under the trees, whatever, but they'll sit out there and lay right in the sun and be panting and then come inside. And if you check the animal's temperature, she would look like a pretty scary temperature, like 105 degrees. And then you'd freak out and say, oh my God, what's wrong with her? But think about that. If you were laying out in the sun and you were panting, you're probably, your body temperature is hotter than normal. In a situation like that, it's completely reasonable to wait a little while and recheck her temperature. Goats, who knows why they do these things. Uh, Pulse and respiratory rate are somewhat less important to me unless they are way outside of normal. Um, I'd expect a goat's pulse at rest to be about 80 to 90 beats per minute. And that's, you know, probably an average, uh, And also need to consider, sometimes goats aren't super compliant about this. So if you are chasing them around the pen and then trying to get a heart rate, their heart rate may be a little bit higher than that. Uh, Respiration at about 20 breaths per minute, 20 to 30. Again, if you just had to chase them around, it's going to be a little bit higher than that. Uh, I don't get too excited about variations on those unless they are way outside of normal. Uh, If the pulse is racing, if you're up at like 180 and it's consistently high like that, that's of concern. If the animal is panting, if it has open mouth breathing, uh, those things 
are definitely more of concern. So when looking at TPR, all of those things should be taken into consideration. Finally, the last part of giving me a history um, over the phone is to tell me about what you've done so far with that animal. And this can be important. Uh, depending on your level of experience, you may have had a goat with similar symptoms before, or you may have already tried some reasonable treatments or some conservative treatments, or you may have talked to Dr. Google or Dr. Facebook group about what to do, and they told you to try some things before calling your veterinarian. Uh, Keeping track of those things as you do them is a good idea, especially if it's a problem that has been going on over a number of days. Um, This is part of a treatment record, uh, which food-producing animals should have. Uh, If you are giving any medications or treatments, it's good to have a written record because we are human and our memories fail us sometimes, or at least like mine does. So I write things down or I type them in my computer. And... um, It gives you a good objective list of what has been done with that animal. The last thing about talking with a vet on the phone is ultimately it is your decision as the animal's owner to whether to have me see the animal or not. Uh, Whether it's an emergency or whether it's something routine, ultimately you need to tell me whether you want or need me to come see the animal. Also, the sense of urgency about the situation is something that is largely determined by your opinion and your assessment of the animal. You're there in person. I can't see the animal. Uh, I can't lay hands on the animal. It is about what you are telling me on the phone. And if it's something that you feel needs to be seen, I need to, you know, do the best I can to get out there and see the animal. If it's not something that sounds urgent, I may, I'm very likely to tell you that and say, no, I don't need to come out at two in the morning. Uh, we can probably wait until, you know, two in the afternoon tomorrow and go to bed. Finally, the last thing to address here is getting into a little bit of a different topic. So I won't go too far into it, but um, touching on the importance of having a established veterinary relationship. Uh, this is important for a couple of reasons in the context of this episode. One is if I have established a, we call a VCPR, a veterinary client patient relationship with you and it's current. That means I've been out to see your animals within a year for me. Other veterinarians may have different opinions on the length of time that uh, constitutes a VCPR. Uh, But for me, generally, it's about a year. If I've been out to your farm within the year for routine, non-emergent herd check, uh, wellness exam, however you like to think of it, I am much more able and likely to be able to give you helpful advice over the telephone. And that brings me to my mantra that it's always better to ask a question and have it be nothing than to not ask a question and have a disaster. Uh, If you have a veterinarian that you can call and that you feel comfortable with and that is comfortable talking to you on the phone, knows your animals, 
you should be able to call and ask them questions. Uh, sometimes I can't answer things over the phone. Sometimes I say, oh, that sounds like I really need to see that animal. Whatever. If you bring it to the clinic, if I come to you, whatever it is, uh, we need to make that work. But if I know that animal, if I've seen it, if I've laid hands on it within the last few months is great, within the last year is at least legally valid, um, that's super helpful to me and also helpful to you because then you can ask me questions. So it's nice to be able to ask questions and have somebody to talk to about stuff, which I consider to be part of my job. So better to be able to ask and have it be nothing than to not ask and have a disaster. So quick recap, when you're calling me up on the phone or calling your primary veterinarian up on the phone and you have an issue, or even if you don't have an issue, if you're calling me for the first time and you're trying to establish an appointment for me to be the vet for your goats or whoever to be the vet for your horse, your cows, whatever it happens to be, starting off with the most vital information is super helpful. Basic information, signalment, problem. TPR, what you've done so far, and when you think it needs to be addressed. So hopefully this was helpful. This was kind of a quick episode. And uh, if you have any questions, as always, shoot me an email, goatdoccara at gmail.com. Find my website, goatdoc.com. And please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. I guess it's not iTunes (laughs) Um, or Stitcher. And we'll talk to you next time. Meh.